Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a long time coming, but welcome back to Unadulterated, where the truth is never underrated. This is officially episode number seven, according to our releases. And this, today's subject is going to be Temptation. It's our, I think, I believe our first show where we have a one-word title, but we're very excited to talk about this very intense subject matter that is very vital to the success of people's lives on how to navigate this topic. Now, I would like to start off the show as I usually do. The original definition of a certain word in our title or topic that we will be discussing. And if you look it up online, the Wikipedia Encyclopedia definition of temptation basically says, at the first sentence, a desire to engage in short-term urges for enjoyment that threatens long-term goals. Now, what I get out of this, before I have my wonderful father, Christopher Troy Selina, share his thoughts on this, what I get out of this first statement from the encyclopedia of Wikipedia is that basically impatience and temptation seem to have a hand-to-hand shaking or effort in working against the people of the kingdom of God and pushing them to be enticed to give in to any impulse or anything they have in the short term that they think they've been in their own minds waiting too long to receive for selfish pleasure and therefore cannot wait any longer and must succumb to it now. And uh, one more alternate definition to temptation in the same definition exposition is that temptation is described as an immediate or pleasurable urge or impulse that disrupts an individual's ability to wait for the long-term goals in which that individual hopes to attain. So basically, temptation also has to do with a evil spirit or evil tugging grabbing us and trying to shake us into shake into our brains basically the thought or perception that what we're truly hoping and or spot or aspiring to attain in the long term that we cannot wait that long to achieve it we have to have our needs met right now today we're going to be also just mainly focusing on the deeper issue of temptation that tugs at your soul and your spirit to rob you of the gifts and the callings that God has placed on your life by his anointing. For further exposition on this, I'm now going to pass the mic over to Christopher Troy Selina, and then we will get heavier into our discussion as the show goes along. Papa Chris, take it away. Well, I would like to respond to that by going back to our first parents, Adam and Eve. Of course, you know, there's only one race. It's called the human race. There's not a black race a white race, a Chinese race, an Indian race, an African race, a Jewish race. There's only one race. It's called a human race, and we all came from Adam and Eve. Not Adam and Steve, not Kate and Duplicate, but we all came from Adam and Eve. And when we go back to our first parents, God allowed Adam and Eve to be tempted. But he was not the source of their temptation. Yet they were in a perfect paradise. And yet they were allowed to be tempted. I recall what James says. For God is not tempted by evil. And we see so much evil 
around us today. But like you said, bring it back to Adam and Eve and funny because I didn't tell you this at the beginning, but the first picture they show when you look up the Wikipedia definition of temptation is Adam and Eve. Basically, what I see happened in Adam and Eve was b- them being our great-great-great-great-grandparents, the, the originators you know, of the human race. What I see in their story is that they gave into a short-term urge that affected with God's long-term goals. Therefore, in that moment, when they gave into that short-term urge, God had to come up with a new plan of a long-term goal to send his son to be the second Adam, which would be the eternal redemptive option for all of mankind afterwards. The same, just like I've heard you say many times how, well, even the Bible says it too, how one man's sin brought curse to all of mankind. One man's righteousness will bring eternal life. Taking that into consideration, how important was it for the Son of God not to give in to temptation? As far as his plan for humanity, he has tried to redo this with mankind so many times. He tried to do it with Adam and Eve, tried to do it with Noah, tried to do it with Abraham, tried to do it with the Ten Commandments, with Moses. But none of those were an eternally redeeming solution. They were only temporary solutions. So how important was it for the Son of God not to give in to temptation for an eternal redemptive process? That is a very good question because even the Lord Jesus Christ, as we indicated earlier on, he being tempted like us did not fall into temptation because he knew his mission was to redeem mankind. He knew that he could not be selfish because self-centered alienation from God is spiritual death that God warned would follow Adam and Eve eating the forbidden fruit. And Jesus came as the second Adam. He came as the redeemer to redeem the human race. So God always provides a way of escape. And Jesus knew his mission, and his mission was to restore what the first Adam had given away. Basically, when we think of God and the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, do you firmly believe that even though he was waiting in the background to take on his human form as the personification of God's new long-term plan for the second Adam, do you believe that Joseph in the Old Testament had to be filled with the same power that was in Jesus, which was the divine anointing of the Holy Spirit, to some extent or to full extent, to resist Potiphar's wife in the same way that Jesus resisted the devil in the wilderness. When we look at the life of Joseph, what a precious life. In his innocence, he was not immune to temptation. And this is what we have to understand No matter what environment we are in, it could be the perfect environment. We are not exempt. We are not immune from temptation. Joseph, he was not immune to temptation. But because of his relationship with God, how true it was for Joseph, God's promise is that he always provide believers, Josiah, with a way of escape for every temptation. And I'm glad you brought Joseph up because he showed us that God provided a way of escape from Potiphar's wife. 
The only issue Josiah was whether or not to obey God. That's always the issue. You, we're bringing it to a close now, and I think we got to drive this point home here. The issue, no matter who it is, Joseph, Abraham, Mary, Deborah, you can mention any one of your favorite Bible characters. But when it all boils down to the only issue was all the characters from Genesis to Revelation and even today in our generation, the issue is whether or not to obey God. To disobey God's prohibition was to cast off his rule. Every time we disobey the word of God, we cast off his rule. And what we do, we declare ourselves independent of God. Every time I fell into temptation, I had to cast off the authority of God. I had to listen to the whispers of Satan or demon powers as they whispered such thoughts in my ears because I did not resist the flattering lies of the enemy. What happened, because I didn't come back and fight and resist, I elevated those ideas above the word of God and I fell into sin. To disobey God's prohibition is to cast off his rule and what we do, we begin to act independently of the unadulterated word of God. And self-centered alienation from God is the spiritual death that God warned would follow Adam and Eve eating of the forbidden fruit. Now, just on a final note, to encourage our audience on how to resist the wiles of the devil, I'd like to end the show with none other than the word of God on how to best defend yourself against the wiles of the devil because Papa Christopher already said, security is not found in your innocence. Security can only be found in defending yourself under the shadow of the wings of the Almighty. So to end the show, I'd like to read from the message translation, Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 18. And that about wraps it up. God is strong and he wants you strong. So take everything the master has set out for you, well-made weapons of the best materials, and put them to use so you will be able to stand up to everything the devil throws your way. This is no afternoon athletic contest that we'll walk away from and forget about in a couple of hours. This is for keeps, a life or death fight to the finish against the devil and all of his angels. Be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get, every weapon God has issued, so that when it's all over, but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. In truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation, trust in them as more than words. Learn how to apply them. You will need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon. In the same way, prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. Satan makes sin look so appealing and flattery to make people think more of themselves than they ought to. God help us to see ourselves the way you see us. And thank you, Almighty God, for providing a way of escape from every temptation we go through.
You never allow us to be tempted more than we can resist. And for this we give you praise. For sending angelic assistance for every demonic resistance. For sending the anointing of the Holy Spirit to allow us to escape every temptation. Thank you that we would yield to the Holy Spirit to overcome all the temptation of the enemy. We give you praise and we give you thanks. God's promise is that he will always provide the way of escape for every temptation. For Josiah, for Christopher, for our families, for those listening to this program, if you have not given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, remember you have no power over sin. Sin is crouching at the door. But if you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, he will empower you to overcome sin, to overcome sickness, to overcome demon powers, to overcome poverty. Give us the mind of Christ, we pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for joining us on Unadulterated, where the truth is never underrated. See you next time. Resist the devil, and he must flee. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. When he had fasted forty days and forty nights, after he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, it is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him.